Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. Hey, this is Colton Dixon. Hey, this is Rachel Lampert. This is Micah Tyler. This is Ellie Lineberg. What's up? This is Apollo LTD. Hey, guys. It's, it's We The Kingdom. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. And that was Run at the Giant by Jack Cassidy. And I'm very pleased to say that right now on Hope FM, for the very first time, we've got Jack with us. Hey, Jack, how are you doing? Hey, man. How are you? I'm really well. You're looking well. You're smiling. It looks like you're having a good time, despite all the stuff that's going on in the world. Yeah. Um, now, you are probably someone that's been heard a little bit recently on Hope FM because we've been playing uh, Let Go, Let God, which we'll hear later. But people probably don't know an awful lot about you. You come from an amazing heritage of people from the entertainment industry, but it'd be wonderful if you could share your personal story, a bit of your faith journey, who you are and where you're from as well. Of course. Yeah. So I'll start with that. Yeah. I did grow up in a, in a musical family. Uh, I mean, the Cassidy family, if that sounds familiar, my, my grandma was Shirley Jones and she, or is Shirley Jones. Uh, she was on the Partridge family and, you know, she was, Oscar and Hammerstein, she originated those motion pictures. And She's in Oklahoma, and wasn't she? Which is one that probably lots of people have heard of. So Carousel. Oh, the music man. Um, I remember watching them as a kid. They're great. That was yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And David Cassidy, you know, one of the biggest pop stars in the 70s was my uncle and Sean Cassidy in the 80s. Uh, so I come from quite a lineage. And what I think is cool about that, though, is uh, I'll skip ahead a little bit, is that, you know, God called me out of that family that, that entertained the world, uh, which was which is great. But he he rose me up specifically to sing for his glory and to uh, and to praise the name of Jesus with the voice and the the stuff that he's put inside me to be able to do that. So, but part of part of getting there is uh, you know growing up in that family in a in a famous by family. Yes, we had Christian roots and we went to church every once in a while, but we didn't really have that power of God in our household, that transforming power of Christ. Uh, so. It, my skeptic brain kind of led me to, you know, doubting whether God was real or not. It was kind of, I was kind of agnostic leaning atheist. And uh, at some point when our family was kind of in a rough spot, we were like crumbling a little bit. My mom in her wisdom had the, the foresight to send me and my brother to a Christian camp when I was kind of very rebellious toward it. And, uh, but I went up there and got encountered with a message of love to these complete strangers that I never met that showed the love of Jesus. And without even knowing if God was real, I just kind of said yes. And, uh, and from there it just became kind of a prayer for evidence. I was like, Lord, if you're legit, if this is real, then I will totally follow you. But, but show me that, you know, like, and, and I think, I think if you come humbly from that place, God is not like, you know, I won't give you a sign or anything like that. You're doubting. No, no, no. Just come with a humble heart and like, God, like just, please give me that faith. Give me that assurance. And, and sure enough, I, I saw a lot of evidences, saw a lot of the supernatural, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of miraculous things that, that proves that Jesus is real and that it just debunked all my doubts and atheism. So, uh, however, you know, as the amazing things that are in Christ, uh, I've walked in, but there's also a war that happens and, and a human struggle that happens and around, uh, so I was on the voice when I was 18, uh, in the, in the U S and oh, a bit of, bit of pressure on the voice, isn't it? It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I, I just come right out of high school 
and uh, I didn't really know what I was doing. My dad kind of kept me and my music behind the scenes, and uh, it wasn't until I was about 18 I just I kind of broke out and said, "Let's give it a shot and present it to the world." And and it was a great experience, and it affirmed for me that I wanted to be in music. But at the same time, when I got voted off, I didn't have that. I didn't have that foundation. I just experienced all these highs, and then. If you don't, if you're not strong in your identity, it's gonna, you're gonna let those highs take over. And then the, when the lows come, you're really gonna let those take over. And in the midst of those low moments, I really, uh, I really became a prodigal son, if you will. And, and I really, uh, I got heavily involved in, well, started with, started with weed. Uh, yeah, I, I became, I started to try to self medicate with drugs and it started with marijuana which wasn't my main thing, but then that led me to cocaine, which completely took me down. Uh, within, within six months, I was completely, completely hooked to the point where I was doing it every day. I, I would do it uh, and get no sleep some days, two days, three days at a time. It became a full-blown addiction and and that became my God rather than Jesus. And that was, that was the thing I was running to. And, and I just got seriously lost, man, for like a year and a half. And, and there was one night in specific where it was in the full blown, I was in the full blown process of my addiction. And, and I was up for three days in Santa Monica. I did one line that was too much. And I felt my whole body go cold. I felt my heart start uncontrollably pounding out of my chest. And I literally was like, I'm about to die right now. I thought at, at 19 years old, I'm going to, I'm going to throw my life away. This is it. And I freaked out, man. And I, I hit my knees and I cried out to the Lord because he's the only one I knew that could ever save. And, and that night he became so real to me and he saved my life. His peace through his spirit came in and just exploded the chaos that was surrounding me and my body. And, the peace of God and the the goodness of the Holy Spirit just completely came in and saved my life. And that's when the reality of Jesus as a savior became so evident in my life. And that's when things started to change. And man, in a month, in less than a month, I'll be clean for three years. And uh, Jesus set me free from that thing. And, and now he's given me a platform with my music to be able to share about it and talk about it and, give other people that same hope and that same freedom. So, wow. A little bit of my story. <laughs> That's an extraordinary story. And thank you for sharing so openly and so honestly about things that sometimes people just keep the past in the past, so to speak, but it's actually really going to be helpful for other people who are listening at this time who maybe either themselves or have friends or relatives who are struggling as well. But to hear uh, you talk about the way that Jesus just stepped in and totally change that around uh, well, in my opinion, i think there's such power in testimony like the gospel itself is is powerful obviously but when you share the gospel through your testimony and how jesus saved you that all of a sudden becomes relatable to people instead of oh that was a book in the bible two thousand years ago jesus saved someone and he's somewhere in the air no, no no he's alive today and he's and he's saving and he he radically saved my life in a minute where i was about to overdose so wow. wow 
That's brilliant. He, he, there is power in the name of Jesus uh, and there is power in testimony. Yes. So um, just want to pause, just say, if you're listening at home and you are struggling, uh, you relate to this, just want to encourage you to reach out and get some help. There are loads of different services that will uh, be willing to supply and uh, give advice and also just walk with you through these things. So um, if you are at home, please get in contact here on the studio by emailing studio at hopefm.com and we'll be happy to point you in the right direction. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music, this is the Hope FM Artist Interview. So the track we played, uh, Run at the Giants, uh, George, tell us a little bit about the reason you wrote that and what it's about. Yeah, that was uh, so that was my first single six months ago. I got in a room with Andrew Rip and Paul Mayberry, uh, which are very talented people. Andrew Rip is on the charts with Jericho right now, and Paul Mayberry won Producer of the Year last year with Lauren Daigle's You Say. Uh, so two powerhouse people to work with for your first single. And uh, we got in the room together and just I, I shared my heart for a good half hour and spilled my story, and we were just trying to trying to find what we could write about and and that phrase, run at the giant, just kind of came about. And we were like, what, is, what does that mean? And, and the giant, you know, it's the David and Goliath story, obviously. But, but what does the giant mean for us? Uh, you know, that, that was David. You know, David was a warrior. David was, or he, at least he became all these things. And uh, so that was his giant. You know, in, the, in, a, in a battlefield setting, it was, it was someone to defeat uh, as a soldier. But... But for us, you know, it's it's all the things that that we're afraid to face, all the things that that look like it's it's such a mountain to climb and we can't do it. And the whole point of that story is no, it's it's God is with us. The most high is on our side. And uh, and if we take that step of confidence and that step of faith to trust him and to go face those things that look too big to overcome on a on a human or worldly level jesus is saying no i'm above all that and uh if you trust me i'll i'll show you my power and give you something that you can't do on your own and uh so the giant for me was was cocaine the thing that totally brought me down the thing that destroyed my life that i was that had complete control over me and and god gave me when I turned it over to him, he gave me the strength and the courage and the, the ability just to, to stop and to run at that thing, look at that thing and go, you don't own me anymore. Uh, Jesus has my heart and I don't, I don't need you anymore. Jesus gives me my peace. He gives me my joy. And, and that's kind of the, the heart and the story behind it. Jesus fights our battles. Yes, sir. Everyone's got some sort of giant, something that are, that is holding them back. We all we all have giants, man. We all have those things. Yeah, and you mentioned fear as well as being something that is big um, in in the world at the moment, and it is. You're right, something that can prevent people from walking into things because they have worries about what might happen. Can they really trust Jesus in all this stuff, uh, or they might worry about what other people think or or say. Um, but um, it's great when people can go. Jesus has this. Jesus actually is worth trusting and he won't fail us. So one of the questions I've got about people breaking free from drugs, obviously Jesus did a miracle within you and set you free from the addiction and gave you a new path. I think the advice that I've been heard is that you have to cut yourself off from that world entirely because otherwise it's a problem in an ongoing way. But you also have lots of friends 
from those times. How, how's that worked out for you? Have you had to literally make it a hard split so you don't speak or see anybody from that sort of group? Or are the people from that group who now know that you're burning for God and, and all that side of things? Yeah. Uh, I mean, with me personally, I would isolate so bad when it, when it came to cocaine. I would, I would go in my, my car or my room and just completely shut down. So in that regard, I had no friends that I had to cut off, but I had to, I had to completely cut off every dealer that I had and every phone number that I had. I had to, I had to completely nix those and just not even have the option. Uh, so if there was a temptation somewhere down the road, I would have no opportunities to try to capitalize on that. Uh, and with, I mean, I've had a few friends here and there that were just, I mean, some friends, you just, some friends are just your drug friends, right? They're not, they're not actual friends. So those, those should be easier to cut off. And you probably should, if, at least in the beginning, when you're trying to get clean and trying to get clarity. Uh, yes, I would definitely recommend doing that. Um, but if, if you, if, if someone's truly a friend, then uh, I would come to them and say, Hey, this is where I'm at. This is, I, I, I really have a problem with this. I'm struggling with this. This is taking down my life in these areas. And if you could just don't do this stuff around me, if you could support me in this. And I think a true friend would actually respect that and, and honor that. And if you can, if you can find that, that balance, then I would pursue that road. If that's Thank possible. you, Jack. Um, yeah. That is, it's quite a heavy topic to have started with but it's a glorious one that you've walked through and so you said that that's you've now got a platform with your music so can you tell us a little bit about where where did music fit in how's that all come about then since then because obviously you're on the voice it sounded like it was going to be an amazing opportunity the whole thing crashed and burned and it sounds like god's built something back up so so what's going on with you sir yeah so i mean yeah on the voice i started off they were kind of throwing me pop songs and I wasn't sure at that time whether I was going to be a pop artist, a Christian artist. Uh, I was still just unsure. I, I just was walking through doors, but had no real game plan. And uh, yeah, when, when that happened, it was just like, I mean, for me, when I go to write a song now, I can't help but write to Jesus. It's like, <laughs> it's like everything in my stories is intertwined with him and like, how can I leave out the name of the person that, that completely saved and changed my world? Uh, I just, I can't, I feel like a fake if I did. And uh, so it wasn't like choosing to be a Christian artist. It was like, I have to be, it was like, God was <laughs> impressing this on my heart. I had to be true to myself. Uh, so I wasn't even like a writer, man, at the voice. I, I didn't write many songs. I had a couple that I'd write here and there at big events uh, you know, big milestones in life. I'd write a song about that, but you know, on the voice, I started writing and realized that God also gave me a knack for songwriting. Who knew? And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, so I started going down that hole and, and by the time all the, all the chaos that I walked through happened in my life, I, I had a real testimony and a real savior to talk about. So I just started pouring all those real, feelings real experiences real emotions into my into my music and god just started to bless it and and all of a sudden you know labels came into the picture and the great management team Lipman entertainment that manages george michael and matchbox 20 and tons of other 
amazing people in their catalog and it's amazing how i got here literally god has opened every door every step of the way in my career i, I feel like i have barely lifted a finger and and it's it's crazy man the, the grace and the faithfulness that god has shown me to to bring me where i'm at is extraordinary and if i can give other people hope maybe they're not in the music business but whatever whatever business you're in if, if you have uh if you have gone astray or, or ruined your life in some form, I just want you to know that Jesus is more than willing to restore that, more than willing to bring you back and even give you more than you even thought you could ever have. Just just let go of the old stuff and, and let God take you there. And that's that's what I could encourage you with. So, so um, your track... Let Go, Let God, which we're going to play in a moment. It's a great track, and uh, we've had it on Hope FM as track of the week. Can you tell us a little bit about the song, uh, the inspiration for it, uh, and what it means to you? Yeah, man, when I wrote this song, it was just, I mean, letting go and letting God is can be about anything. It, it's, it's letting go of everything that holds us back from actually being our most authentic selves. And, and living the life that Jesus called us to live, the abundant life that he, that he paid for. Uh, and everything that takes away our, our love, our joy, our peace, our patience, and so on, it's, uh, it's detrimental to us. It's going to hurt us down the road. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt our relationships. So it's just a call to let go of that stuff that we were never created to walk in and that we may have gotten hooked on along the way or use things to comfort us that wasn't you know the holy spirit and and just letting go of those things and having being brave enough to to do that and and trust god that he's actually going to come through for us and bring us to that that next level that he's called us to um and and that was about i think when i wrote it that was it was it was literally about an identity thing for me but then it's become such it's become such an anthem, I think, for the to the world that we live in right now. Uh, all the all the uncertainty that we're walking through, and the adversity, and the the fear that tries to, you know, fear is such a prevalent spirit right now in our world. It is it is trying to get our attention and take us down and completely take our eyes off the cross. And and it's a it's a call to say, no, Jesus is Lord. Jesus has authority. Jesus is on the throne and trust him, trust that there's a purpose for all these things. And that, you know, man, what we don't see about COVID, I'm sure there's been so many salvations, so many hearts that have turned back to the Lord just from all this craziness that, that life got, you know, when life gets intense, when life becomes a problem, that's when people tend to cry out to Jesus and, see God. And, and I'm sure there's been plenty of that. So, so there's as bad as COVID has been for, for, you know, all of us. And, and some have taken it really hard. Those who have lost family members and loved ones. And I can't imagine, um, but I'm sure there's also a serious move of God that's happening in the midst of all this as well. Uh, so let go of the old, let, let God with the new, if I could say that. And, uh, you know, trust him in this season of, I don't know where we're headed, but just, you know, be ready and be available for God to use you and God to call you to manifest Christ and be the light in the midst of a world that is not sure 
where we're headed right now. My fear got me struck down, got me knocked down by the hands of the enemy. Those lies had me held down till I found out that is not my was let go let go by jack cassidy and very pleased to say that jack is still with us here on hope fm uh jack that song as you introduced it so well about letting go of the things that hinder us and and letting god uh shine and moving forwards in those things uh, if you'd be happy to it'd be great if you could pray right now for the listeners yes father we just come before you lord and i just ask i just ask for freedom and for grace uh, just to come upon us right now god the grace to be transformed, the grace to change, and God, freedom from the things that have that have taken us down. And, and we just ask for forgiveness uh, for the things that we've given ourselves to that's not you. Um, I know you're we know you're compassionate and that we don't want those things, but we are we are flawed human beings, we are weak and but we just trust that in our weakness you are strong. So we, we take our weakness and we surrender that to you, God. And God, I just ask as a church that you would bring us to the next level in this season, that the church would not be stagnant, that we would shine and be lights, real lights in the midst of a world that is looking for answers and a world that is not sure about where we're headed, God, uh, that you would step in and be so powerful, so prevalent, and that you would just save us, God. and, and bring us back to, yes, normal life, but a normal life that is that is changed, a normal life that is that sees you in a totally different way, a life that is uh, calling us to be more than what we are and be more like Jesus, God. So we just uh, we just ask for that power and by your Holy Spirit that that would happen in the hearts of of me and Gordon and everyone that is listening right now that's that's praying with us, God. So we just, uh, we praise your name, we trust you, and we, uh, we just surrender to you right now and let, let you do what you, only you can do, Jesus. So in your name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you very much indeed, Jack. And if you're listening at home and you're thinking, who is this Jesus? Um, who is the one who can set someone free from drugs and bring them on to a place where they're singing of the glory of God? Well, I just want to say that God would never fail you and God loves you and his power is extraordinary. Um, and you can find out more about him by popping along to www.findachurch.co.uk and looking for a church near you. There are many churches around that would love to welcome you to find out more about God's unending love. Okay, Jack. So we've talked a little bit about your past. What about right now for you? What's, what's your sort of things you're working on at the moment and what's your thing sort of planned for the next year if you're managing to do any planning right now in the current sort of season what, what are you hoping this year will look like for you yeah uh so I, i'm trying i'm keeping things with open hands right now you know god has like i said before god has opened and orchestrated every step of where i've headed uh so i i just get a phone call and go here's a new door that opened here's a new door so yes i want to go on tour that's that's for sure but you know, I don't think any musician at the moment knows what that quite looks like. Uh, so right now I'm really just focused on, you know, Let Go Let God is my second single. 
it, it, it's, it's a process to launch a new artist and to get my name out there, to get my songs out there. Um, so we're really just kind of honing on that and just launch Let Go, Let God and, and bring it to as many people and encourage as many hearts as we can. You know, as far as songwriting goes, I'm, I'm always trying to chase the heart of God and, and what he wants to say in this season, what's, what's going to speak to hearts. Because, you know, if you try to, you try to write a Christian song outside of the Holy Spirit, you're never going to know. Uh, the Holy Spirit knows what needs to be said. So you have to write with him. That, that sounds very wise advice for any writer. Yeah, I'm just seeking God, man, and, and seeing what he has in store for me and, and what he wants me to, to do and share, the, share the, with the world. You know, I'm just trying to be an open vessel and I got no, I got no real plans. I got, I got rough plans. I want to go on tour, want to release an album down the road pretty soon, but trying to stay present as well and just focus on what's right in front of me and just building, building the song that just came out. So, And what do you think Jesus is trying to teach you at the moment? Hmm. Jesus is, he's teaching me surrender right now. He's teaching me how to fully be surrendered. And a big one too is uh, idolatry. He's calling me out of, you know, he's exposing little idolatries that I've, that I've given myself to things that I've used to, to comfort myself in, in a lot of ways that wasn't, that wasn't him. And he's showing me new ropes. Uh, you can actually let go of this thing. You don't have to serve this thing anymore. I can service this thing. And so he's just, he's setting me free from little things that I, that I couldn't even see before. So he's giving me the grace to be able to see those. And, and I'm just trying to stay in a, in a place of humility and surrender and, and allow him to, to do that. And, and hopefully I'll just, I can keep myself as transparent as possible. Uh, praise God that he's given me that, that ability and, uh, to, and I just do it to try to, you know, share and give the same freedom and tell people that it's possible. So. Yeah. Well, that, that's a great thing for him to be teaching you. Setting you free from things is always good and showing that he's sufficient. Certainly can't argue with any of those things. He's a good God who likes to take us on faith journeys with him. Yes. So what, what does it look like for you though on, on a Sunday? So when it's not COVID times, most people would be going to a church if they're seeking God and, and uh, want to learn more of him. What, what do you, are you, are you able to go out at the moment? So it's, it's March in 2021. Is everything open where you are? Where, where in the States are you? Are you in Nashville? I'm in Nashville. Yeah. Nashville is one of the more lenient States. So it's definitely been kind of a, a little bit normal life just with a lot of masks. Uh, and um, yeah, I've just, I mean, I've gotten such a routine lately of uh, because of not being able to go to church, you know, in person. And I love, I want to do it in person and be around the fellowship of believers. I've just been kind of getting my fellowship, you know, when in co-writing sessions with, and the amazing thing about being in the Christian market is every day in your job, in your work, you get to fellowship with other believers. And, and that is the church. Right. And uh, so I've been getting my church feeling from, uh, from just, just fellowshipping with friends and, and other writers. And, and that's been a, it's been enough for me at least so far and just keeping the the intimate relationship with Jesus open and not, you know, not letting that go away at all in the midst of things that are changing. And just because we don't have church doesn't mean we can't fully connect with him. So 
Yeah, yeah, Jesus is always there. He certainly hasn't self-isolated. Uh, he loves to meet us wherever we are. Um, and what about odd things? Are there any things about you that your friends go, you know what, there's an odd thing about Jack. He does this, like plays plays the ukulele in the middle of the night. I've no idea what you might do, but something something about you that's slightly unusual. Is, is there something you've got a hobby that most people don't necessarily do? Oh, yeah. Oh, I got one for you. <laughs> I have not shared this yet on any interview, but uh, I guess you're the first. We, we, we like world exclusives here on Hope FM, so this, this is great. Yeah, go ahead, Jack. I am a guy, so I have something called a waterproof Bible. Uh, <laughs> it is a Bible that is fully waterproof, full book. And I can take it in the hot tub. I can take it in the shower. And I got to be honest, I read the Bible more in water these days than I do outside of water, uh, which is kind of crazy. I, you know, hot tubs and hot water is kind of like one of my favorite things on this earth. And, and, and have it with the Bible. That's like the, the ultimate combination, really. If I can satisfy my physical body while I'm edifying my spirit, it is such a amazing uh, juxtaposition for me so and I, I can imagine you probably haven't heard that one before you know I, I have never heard of a waterproof bible but i can imagine they could be quite useful in baptism services for example oh, I, so totally yeah we gotta we gotta get the word out there these things are these things are amazing <laughs> i'd say i i was i was actually baptizing some guys one time and uh we had these steps that you had to go up before you went down into the baptismal pool and uh, as you stepped down the steps, there was just the last one was a bit of a longer step, which I then sort of stepped down. And I just, it, it was totally like ice on the bottom for no reason. It, was, it wasn't cold, it was hot, but it, it was so slippy. And I just went straight over and, uh, and I was due to be preaching afterwards. And it was like, I have just fallen straight underwater and baptized myself by accident. So, um, so, uh, so a waterproof Bible at that point would probably have been a good thing. Um, I have seen Bibles that you open up. They're, they're used as props when people are doing gags, when they're preaching and you open them up and loads of flames roar out of them, which um, probably actually less useful than a waterproof Bible when I think about it. Very cool, but less useful, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so that, that is a good, unusual thing. I, I've certainly not heard that before from anybody. Uh, definitely a world exclusive right here. So well done. Um, and uh, have you got a funny story from when you're on stage or, or on the road? Uh, am I about to embarrass myself twice? <laughs> Probably, but that's okay. I'm going to do it. Uh, do you know Micah Tyler? Yeah, Mike Tyler's been on the show. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's an awesome guy. We're on the same record label. And uh, so I was on tour with him. We were both opening up for Jeremy Camp on a Christmas tour a couple of years ago, I think. And uh, I caught a 24-hour flu virus on that show. Uh, it was bad, man. I was I was barfing and oh, I was coming out of both ends. Uh, oh, nice. shoot. <laughs> uh, and Micah slept right underneath my bunk on the bus. And in the midst of me giving up the worst gas oh, I've ever put off, this guy was was dying underneath me and in the morning he comes to me opens my curtain and says bro last night was brutal <laughs> you gotta <laughs> and uh man it's such a good the irony is that it was my best performance that night i was as sick as a dog on stage and jesus gave me my best performance but 
behind the scenes, I was I was killing everybody. Oh. <laughs> it, it wasn't good. <laughs> that, is, that isn't good. And you know what's funny is is we had the Cashmans on the show uh, very recently, uh, and actually Jonathan was sharing about a time. I don't know. It must be a theme. Sometimes these themes. Karan is talking about a time when he was clearing out the um the the cess tank from on his um on his trailer uh, and the pipe exploded all over him so um so and, and he was going to a meeting at the time it was all a bit risky so there we go and so these things happen when you're on the road don't they think um, these things happen and the rule is you're not supposed to go to the bathroom on the bus that is the rule and i i broke that rule 20 times oh, no. <laughs> well, I, I thank you for sharing something so personal <laughs> some so personal i just you know i might have gained some fans or lost them right there but uh, well, no, no one can accuse you for not being authentic. That's for sure, my friend. So that's, that's great. Get more interviews now. Visit hopefm.com forward slash the artist interview.